You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 48 of the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Amanda Beckman. After being in the corporate world for 10 years, Amanda wanted a change and decided to start a side hustle in beauty. Starting her career as a side business as a hair and makeup artist, Amanda fell in love with skin. After obtaining her Diploma of Beauty, Amanda went on to continue her studies and is currently completing a dual degree in aesthetics and clinical nutrition. Amanda has a passion for helping her clients achieve her skin goals and helping them to relax through the art of facial massage. Despite continuing to work full-time and study full-time, she runs a successful side hustle beauty business and shares in this episode how starting small and growing can create the foundation for a successful business. Before we dive in, I'd like to read the review of the week. This five-star review is from Lynn from Skin Sensible. I absolutely love your podcast, especially in mum house cleaning mode or spring cleaning by the beauty room. The rapid fire questions are always great and make me think, what would I say? And I challenge myself to change it every time. Keep up the great work, Angela. Well, thank you so much, Lynn, for this beautiful review. And I'm so glad our podcast is supporting you in strengthening your growth mindset. I love having you as a member of Beauty Boss Pro as well. Lynn has just launched her website and with the support of myself and the members, Lynn has implemented some positive changes that will improve the customer journey and ultimately increase her sales. You're listening to episode 48 of the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Amanda Beckman. Amanda, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's so great to have you here on the show today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. I am so excited to be doing today's session. It's yeah, um, something we've been trying to organize for quite a while, so I'm glad we're finally doing it. Yes, I know. I've been following you <laughs> for a little while. I think I had originally come across you through our mutual friend, Katie, um, yep. don't know if I'd met you at one of her events, but then um, in collaboration with a space that you were sharing originally. And then I just fell in love with what you were sharing on your social media content. And I love the way that you show up and educate your clients and followers um, with what you're really passionate about, which we'll talk more about in a second. Um, but it's just been really lovely seeing you flourish and growing as well. So, but before we get started, I'd love for you to kick off the show with what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. Uh, so for me, uh, a beauty boss isn't necessarily doesn't need to be the boss it can be really anyone that is passionate about beauty and 
doesn't also need to be external beauty. So you don't need to be a beauty therapist. Um, for me, it's also about inner beauty as well. So it's really anyone that promotes and influences wellness, beauty, anything like that, um, and who has a passion for it as well. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Like you don't have to have the bricks and mortar store to be a beauty boss. I actually love that about our industry, whatever you are passionate about, you can create a niche and business around it and we can go many different pathways. Yeah. There's definitely so many different avenues, which, and there's so much variety. Um, and that's why I don't believe like a a hashtag beauty boss is necessarily, oh, you're a beauty therapist, you're a derma clinician, and that's what makes you a boss. Oh. You really can be anything as long as you put your heart and soul into it and, and you really want to educate and influence on that. I think that's really what that definition is. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's start from the beginning. Share your story with what led you into getting into the beauty industry in the first place. And I know that you've got an amazing um, yeah, journey to share with what you've ended up doing today. Um, okay, so where to begin? Um, so I actually started quite late in the industry. Um, I didn't do my beauty diploma till I was about 30 years old. Um, so I wasn't um, someone that went in as a teenager. I did do it um, because I wasn't happy in uh, the role that I was in um, or the industry that I was in, and I wanted kind of a bit of an outlet. Um, so I did my beauty diploma um, when I was, yeah, 30 years old, um, and I was really scared going because I was worried that I was going to be surrounded by 16-year-olds the whole time. But the most amazing thing happened, um, I, I turned up and the class that I was in, because I was a flexi student, the class I was in was full of people of all different ages and all different backgrounds and they all had different stories and it really just started to make me fall in love with not only this industry but the different treatments, the the different things we can do and the impacts that we make on on different people's lives. So I continued my studies and um, uh, then I eventually opened my own place. Um, I started with no clients. No one really knew who I was. Um, uh, I went into a commercial space. I paid rent um, and I only did it on a Sunday. So I only started one day a week. And I used my pay from my Monday to Friday job to supplement my rent. Um, and I kind of built my business from there. So I started off with one day a week just doing one service. So I only did massage. I did that for about six months and I built it up to two days. And then when I bought on, went, went into the second day, I bought in other treatments like facials um, and it then kind of progressed from there. And so now I'm open um, four days. I'm about to reduce down my hours at my um, Monday to Friday job so I can um, go and spend some more time on the business and in salon and have some extra time for study um, because once I finished my beauty diploma, my study didn't stop there. So whilst working full time and then taking on my business, doing um, up to almost 30 hours a week working on clients, I've also been studying full time, doing a dual degree in aesthetics and clinical nutrition. So um, it is a bit of a whirlwind, a bit crazy, but I'm one semester off finishing my um, aesthetics degree. Um, take me a couple more years to get clinical nutrition um, but my business has continued to grow and that's where I'm at right now. 
Wow. Oh my goodness. You're one busy beauty boss. That is for sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I don't, absolutely love quiet. Yeah, but I absolutely love the fact that you've kind of like dived into this opportunity of, um, you know, be, having that flexibility around your studies, having a pretty much a full-time job and building your business on the side and being able to fuel it and continually grow it step by step with small steps too you haven't gone in there thinking I have to have everything perfect I've um, got this new lease I've got to be all full-time grow a large team to make it you know a success success can be whatever you design it to be and what you desire in the season of life that you're in as well so and I just love the fact that you're studying and being really integrative with what you're learning into your business already so um, Thank yeah. you. Can't wait to see I, what comes in the future. Yeah, I just, I, I just believe if you are like in our industry, you have to be on on top of your game in relation to new treatments, new techniques, um, new science that comes in as well. So, um, uh, no matter what we do, I think, or no matter what I do, I know um, moving forward that yes, I might finish my aesthetics degree in August, but that does not mean I don't stop learning. So. There'll always be new courses, new opportunities for growth and development. And I think that is really important to have in that, uh, have in this industry. Yes, 100%. We need to have the mentality of being a forever student. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) So which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running a beauty business? Uh, I think the hardest thing is like, I'm, I'm quite, booked out in advance so I'm booked out at least um, eight weeks in advance at the moment um, sometimes nine to ten weeks and the ish the biggest things that I see outside of technology I think we all have our struggles with technology um, and when technology does strike I, I kind of go it's the moon or it's a retrograde it's the mercury retrograde or something like that um, but outside struggles with technology it would definitely be having to um, manage no-shows, so your cancellations, um, and then trying to manoeuvre appointments around people that are cancelling last minute. Despite having your cancellation policies and everything in place, you do have that person that will call up um, or or just send a text message half an hour before or just not show up for their appointment. So um, it is really managing um, those kinds of situations um, that can be difficult at times, I feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when it comes down, if you've put all of the policies and procedures in place for that to not happen, um, hopefully it's just lessened so much for you now. Um, But it really comes down to just having those difficult conversations with clients that really are not supposed to be clients of yours. You know, like if they are wanting to make um, that a reoccurring event where they're cancelling, then, um, yeah, it's just better to kind of bypass with the dollars and, and open yourself up for opportunities for that client that's supposed to be in your bed. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, if, if I'm being honest, I'm not amazing when it comes to confrontation. I kind of freak out if someone <laughs> confronts me, um, even though I know my stuff and I know um, my policies and procedures and, and I stand my ground. Um, but sometimes I like inside or like on the outside, I might be 
this strong, independent woman, but on the inside, I'm freaking out. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely not perfect in all of those types of situations. Yeah. And I think if you know that that is not a strength of yours, then having those systems in place where you've got the script that you can send via text or via email. And then if they've not been respectful of that with, I don't know, paying the cancellation fee or whatever it is, um, then you can sort of do the two strikes and you're out approach. Um, Yeah. 100%. 100%. Booking. Again, we do have that um, obstacle come up quite a bit in conversations with beauty business owners quite a lot. So I'm really glad that you touched on that today. No worries. Now, what are two top important tips for the aspired beauty boss listener to learn from when they're starting their own business? I would like to say I'll stick to two, but let's be real. There's so many. <laughs> Um, um, I think um, number one, you need to know your cash flow and your marketing strategy. If you don't know what dollars coming in and dollars coming out um, are, then you you might find yourself in some sticky situations. Um, And also, like, especially like someone like myself who started cold with absolutely zero clients, people are, and and I was, sorry, I was um, in a, vicinity where I had no foot traffic either Um, people aren't going to know who you are if you don't tell them so I I feel like cash flow and marketing and something that they don't really teach us at college which is the hustle so how to hustle so hustling is one of the hardest things when you come out and you start as a new business owner to try and really get a grip on it's not like you can sit on a couch on a Saturday afternoon and go, oh, well, got no clients, it's okay, like no issue. You have to really get out there. If your socials aren't working, then you go and do your letterbox drops. If they're not working, then you do your business to business. Like there's so many different options outside of social media where we can hustle and market ourselves. So, um, yeah, I think like that as a package, as a whole, cash flow marketing, marketing hustling is is kind of all, all in the one area. Um, and then secondly, don't think you need to start big straight away. You can take baby steps. You can start on the side. Don't think that you have to quit your job straight away and go in and dive in and be super overwhelmed um, and then scroll through show social media and compare yourself to other people because that's kind of what I feel is like a danger zone that most people do. They see other people on social media that have oh, yep, I've gone, I've been an overnight success, I've quit, like left, quit my job, I've, um, I've um, gone and run my business and this, that, that and the other, and then they start comparing and going, oh, that's what I need to be doing, um, that's where I should be. But behind the scenes, they don't see, like, what the, that person has gone through. They might say, oh, yep, overnight success, um, uh, done these really big achievements all in the span of, like, like, a couple of months or something but then they may have taken five years to get to that point behind the scenes so um, I think it's really important not to think that you have to go go big or go home straight away and never compare yourself to somebody else's life because you don't know what's going on in the background yes oh my gosh amen to that I've got the goosebumps with all of the feels right now (laughs) really really great advice if you take a golden nugget away from this episode it's staying on your own path and keeping 
from that shiny object syndrome where someone could be so much further ahead in their chapter 27 when you're on your chapter five. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why it is so important to lean into a supportive community as well, where they are empowering and inspiring you to stay on track with what you're actually supposed to be doing to get to your goal. As we said, success for that person may be six, seven figures to build their business to with a large team in a commercial space where another person might be aspiring to become a mum and they just want to have their um, their business to build up with the flexibility around their work-life balance, you know. 100%. So it truly is so different for all of us. So I hope yeah. everyone got a lot out of that. And and I just like to add as well, like what you said around building a network of people that support you. So for me, I have um, a, a few, like a couple of beauty besties. They're the kind of people that I go to that if, if I'm having a rough day or if I'm struggling, I can get a cup of coffee with them or I can chat to them on the phone. And then I have like, I have a, a mentor around dermal. So anything like advanced skin related and then a business mentor as well. So I think it is really important to surround yourself with people that if you're having a rough day or if you're Comparisitis. I think that's what I saw a word the other day. Comparisitis, yeah. um, where you're comparing yourself to to other people that they can be really there to support you and um, help you through those issues as well. And help if like the biggest thing that we have as business owners is we stop ourselves and the fear in our minds, and that's what stops us and that's what compares us. So if you have people around you to help you pull out of that then that's really like really great and important as well yep absolutely it's all right saying you need to get out of your own way and um you know just go and laser focus in what you need to do for the day but with the overwhelm of social media I can um definitely relate to the fact where that can get you in a bit of a funk sometimes um so by kind of having that community and network around you that really can kind of snap you out it is a mindset strategy that's just continually needing um growth and development really with the digital age just continually being flooded and content creation being um in our faces all day every day so yeah it's really really important I would love for you to share three apps that you just can't live without. Or Instagram. Um, I know we just talked about social media and being careful and comparing, but I love Instagram. I love scrolling and um, I love looking at people's stories. I love scrolling and seeing new techniques, new especially facial massage techniques or how people layer treatments. Um, I'm very much a video watcher. Um, so I love watching um, posts, but I also love watching behind the scenes. I know it sounds creepy, but I'm a bit of a people stalker. Um, so I love seeing what goes on in their everyday lives and how they engage with their community and, and what's happening. So that's why I love stories so much. Um, and um, reels, obviously, for your posts and um, videos that people put up. I'm really interested in seeing that. Um, yeah. Let's stop you right there for just a second. I have to bring up the fact that you have an existing reel that's probably still going viral as we speak right now, but it was over 
definitely over two and a half months ago that you did this. And yep. I said earlier, Amanda, you have 279,000 views on this specific reel where you're educating how to use the gua sha tool correctly yep. compared to what influencers may just be doing it by striking it up the cheek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, like I have some more coming out in relation to that because I see, and this is the important thing about massage in general is that I see so many people do different things, but then they don't talk about how important the neck is and opening up your lymphatic system and doing all of that stuff before you're doing your movements. So I do have more coming out around that, but that reel, like literally, I could not believe my eyes. I, I saw it, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I've been, I've been like following it. And that's when I reached out to you via DM, I think. And I was like, what have you done differently yeah, this reel compared to say like another one that you'd posted a little while ago and yeah. really what you'd come back with was that I guess it's just like an on-trend thing to talk about at the moment and people are kind of going crazy with all the facial rolling and um, you know rose quartz crystals and things like that um, and this in particular can really have such a great effect on like the way that your face looks with muscle yeah action and firming and skin with your skin toning as well so I really love that you've niched in around this area oh thank you yeah it's I feel like it's especially in Australia like yes we know about facial massage we know about gua sha and a lot of people will use the tools um, and different facial techniques but overseas is going absolutely nuts um, with sharing education around this so it is something that is coming more um, I've just done a webinar around facial massage um, that I um, hosted with another company so um, yeah I'm very excited about the future of where I'm going to take this education, um, particularly for people in Australia. Um, as overseas, it is definitely on trend, not just gua sha, but different massage techniques. Um, you've got your gua sha, you've got your kibito, you've got your taping. There's so many different methods. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to hopefully being able to do more reels, more education so that people learn more advanced facial techniques. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and this is not to say that you received 297,000 sales on your <laughs> that you sell or, um, you know, a heap of um, professional treatments booked with it, but this no. goes to show the power on what you can do to show up and educate on a really wide scale, um, yeah. building that no like, and trust factor with your followers. But from this side of things, it's made you become discovered to so many other people that are interested in this area for themselves, or it could be other business owners, as we've just then discussed, um, that you've hosted a webinar with another business, which is what I love, the power of collaboration so with you showing up onto another person's platform, you've now become exposed to all of their followers. And I'm hoping that gives you a really great return, whether it's just followers back so they get into your world and you can start showing up and serving them in another way. Um, and, and by consistently doing this and just being authentically you, the abundance in sales will come from that. 
Yeah, 100%. And I think the more you educate and, I guess, give away free information, if that's the way you want to put it, the more people learn to respect and trust you and then they want to come in and see you because you're constantly on their mind in relation to, oh, if I really wanted to go get a facial massage, I really want to go get something different done or something like that they'll go oh yeah that's the girl that I saw on Instagram she does all these facial massage videos and then that's when it starts to convert but for like I I want people to understand that I was not always oh yes I'm going to do videos yes I'm going to do reels I'm going to really put myself out there and do this I really did not want to do a video at all and it wasn't until (laughs) Um, my partner. God damn social media and it's I know. advancing. Um, <laughs> but it was more my partner. My partner is, uh, um, well, um, before he came to Australia, he was a producer back home. So um, uh, he really pushed me, especially during COVID. He's like, no, you need to get out there more. You need to do more videos and I'll teach you and this, that and the other. And I remember the first one I did, I was sweating. I felt so uncomfortable. I paced around the house. I was like, oh, my goodness, do I really want to put this up? Everyone's going to pay me out. But the more that I did it, the more comfortable I got with it. And by pushing myself and going outside of my comfort zone, this is the result that's come from it, is that I'm way better at speaking um, like even to yourself through a podcast um, and I'm a lot Um, more comfortable in front of the camera so being able to talk and connect with my clients through social comes a lot easier now and then when my clients come in even if they're brand new clients I've had clients come in brand new clients come in they'll give me a hug and they'll say hi I'm sorry I just I feel like I already know you because I hear your voice so much so that they already feel like you've got a relationship with me even though they'd never met me in person so that's really the power of social media and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone because it creates networking opportunities and a potential relationship with someone that might not have occurred if you hadn't put yourself out there if that makes sense oh 100 percent. and we all need to be building like our confidence when it comes to speaking publicly we weren't all going to beauty college to go and become Um, public speakers doing Facebook lives and you know writing blog posts and all the things that are required in a complete kind of digital marketing strategy side of things yeah but yeah it once once you sort of step step over that first milestone of it it really does become easier as you go yeah 100% and just remember you're talking to your ideal client think of who she is what's her name and if you're not showing up to her she's seeing other content out there so you may as well be the one that she's like listening to and searching for and you're continually giving those touch points where they're um, reminders about you and your business you might be talking about the gua sha tool but you've actually triggered her into remembering that she forgot to book her eyebrows with you <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah that's great was there any other apps you wanted to share um, I use Lightroom. I definitely use Lightroom. Um, and that's just because I work in a candlelit room, like with no windows or anything. So uh, with my videos, I don't use filters, um, but I definitely play with the lighting um, just so people can see what 
I'm actually doing. Um, and outside of that, I do use Facebook quite a bit, um, but not for business. So if you look to my Instagram compared to my Facebook business page, uh, it's it's pretty depressing, my Facebook business page. But I do use Facebook to connect with my family and my friends and to stay up to date with them because I do have friends all over the world. Um, I'm also a, a salsa dancer. So I have spent um, a lot of time building friendships that I can't get to at, or people I get to see at the moment through their dancing. So um, because of COVID and the restrictions there, so it helps me stay in contact with my friends and family. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it, it, it was created as a social platform, you know, it's the yep. social network. So that's great that you've chosen the platform that you're most passionate in and learning the tools within it that's going to support you in building your business rather than trying to be across too many things and then not really executing kind of anything successfully. Yep, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Really well. Like when you're constantly on social, especially for business, it's like a part-time job. I'm not going to lie, especially like when the reel went off, I had lots of messages, lots of questions, all that sort of stuff. So I did spend a lot of time responding to people um, and it does take a lot of time to do that. So when you do start investing more time into to socials, it does take up a lot of your time. So um, just kind of be prepared for that as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, what is one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? A laundry lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I hate laundry. Um, and as a therapist, um, uh, like there's so much linen. I swear I have, a, I, I might be studying two bachelor degrees, but I swear I have a bachelor's degree in laundry. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, just trying to find support in trying to get all my linen cleaned because I'm, I don't, um, I'm not, I'm in a space. So I don't do all my linen at the salon. Like most people um, might do. I do my linen at home. So I haven't found any, companies yet that can really uh which which are affordable for my business um uh, that I can go do that with but yeah definitely um definitely a laundry person and I think the other thing is Google is my best friend so if I can't figure something out I research um and I will Google it to no end my, my partner actually calls me Google girl because I will Google everything if I can't figure figure it out Yes, that is the way. I mean, I did create my membership for beauty business owners to kind of be like the Google for the beauty industry because it really is time consuming. It's so overwhelming to try and find the answers for all the things. And yep. I really am dedicated to saving the beauty business owners so much time. Um, yeah, it's come to a point where, you know, when you've got to think about SEO and um, how to actually create a blog for your beauty business or into yeah. Instagram shopping into um, from your from your online store. It's um, one thing to find the answers from someone who's accredited, but then to actually be supported through that as well and just be kind of help, helping you save that um, overwhelm in the process or, yeah. you know, stopping you from not doing it at all because sometimes we put things in the too hard basket and then we don't move our businesses forward at all. Yeah, 
I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I know. Um, so we are oh, actually, I wanted to ask you before we go on to rapid fire, do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success? Um, so I really wish that I was one of those people that got up early of the morning, that did my meditation, that did my exercise and my yoga and got myself organized for the day. But in reality, my life is not like that. I do have a set routine, but it's not exactly what most people would think with the meditation and the gratitude journals and everything like that. And I really wish I did that, but maybe sometimes I might, but it's definitely not something I stick to. So realistically, I sleep in 100%. I love sleep. Um, and so I'll sleep in and I'm a snoozer. So I will like keep my snooze button for as long as I possibly can. Um, but I will, once I do get up, um, the main routine I have is my skincare routine. Um, so I will always wash my face. I will always give myself um, a little bit of self-love. I, some days it's a 20-minute face massage. Some, minute, some days it's a two-minute face massage whilst I'm putting products and serums on and I never leave the house without sunscreen on. Um, so that is definitely one thing I always 100% do um, and I always have a cup of tea. Um, so they're probably that I do in my business um uh, on on a uh, not in my business sorry and in, in my personal life on a daily basis um when I'm starting my day yeah cool and you've got a lot on as well so I can imagine making sure you've at least got your eight hours of sleep is on highest priority right now oh especially when you've got so like there's some weeks where I have three assignments due I'm working Monday to Friday so you're 38 hours in my job and then I'm doing 25 to 30 hours on a weekend in my salon um, and then I have three assignments due. So for me, sleep is a really high priority. And, and that two minutes that I might get, two minutes or 20 minutes, depending on my morning of my face massage routine, that's, that's really my me time um, yeah. that, that I get to myself. So um, again, maybe one day I'll have like, I'll have the motivation to get out of bed to do like my meditation and stuff. But in, in reality, my life isn't set up like that at this stage. Yeah, yeah, that's totally okay. And can I just like stress to all the listeners here with how busy Amanda is, but one of the main things she wants to do is grow her business. So making sure she actually shows up to her audience with content creation is one of the priorities. So as busy as she is and as sleep being most important, also posting on social media with reels and keeping up with video content because it's most engaging with her followers is a priority too. So there oh. is being a hard, you know, um, mentor to everyone. Yeah. There is really yeah. no excuse for not showing up. But well, see, for me, I might not always post on my wall, um, but I'll always have a story up. So there'll yep. always be a story of some description. Um, and sometimes it isn't always um, like a, a treatment related or being in the salon related. It might be, okay, this is my life today. I got really excited because I made fresh almond milk or something like that, if that makes sense, or something to do with my puppy. Um, uh, I always try and show the reality. So sometimes I'll post at 
um, I'll post at 1 or 2 a.m. in the morning and it'll be a picture of me studying um, for one of my exams or, or writing an assignment and being like, this is reality. I want to be truth, true with you guys. So there might not always be a hard post, but there will always be a story of some description. Yeah. And as you said at the beginning, that you're obsessed with seeing behind the scenes of other people's lives through Instagram stories. So knowing that your client most probably is really interested in what you're doing behind the scenes. Like we hear a lot, oh, I don't really have anything interesting. I wouldn't even know where to start. We'll just start by, you know, it doesn't have to be your full personal life. Like if you don't want to show your kids, you don't have to do that. But if you love smoothies, for example, and dedicate, you know, a lot of gut health information through your Um, what you sell as retail and through your social media, then maybe showing your morning smoothie or acai bowl or anything like that if you have collagen in your coffee um, and that could be like the daily creation and then at least a consistency of something about you is being shown. And I think as well, like, for example, don't, don't overthink a story. Don't overthink that, oh, I have to do this content and I have to do that content. I go with the flow with my stories. I know there's like all the social media um, um, professionals out there are going to freak out when I say this, but I am a winged person. So with my stories in particular, like the other day, I think I put a, a story up and I just asked a question and it was like, oh, if, if you were to go for a beauty treatment, do you expect your therapist to be wearing makeup or no makeup? Yes or no? And that's yeah. all I did. It was just a quick question to ask them and engage with them. And the responses were really interesting. Like most people actually don't care that we wear makeup. Some people are like, yep, minimal. And then there was like a very small percentage that said, no, nah, I want full glam. So you don't have to, or and like to be honest, a lot of my audience won't ask questions. So if I, and that's something I know about my audience, if I put up a story and I say, um, ask me a question, I get very little responses. If yeah. I put up a story that says, um, tell me yes or no about something or do a poll and pick one, I get a hell of a lot more of responses. So it's also about understanding what your audience actually wants from you and what they want to do um, and how much time they're actually willing to put in as well. So don't think that you have to go, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. Just sometimes going with the flow and just saying, hey, um, uh, I'm doing this today, so what do you guys think? That yeah. all, That's all you need to do sometimes. That's right. And sometimes, you know, we are creative as, as being beauty therapists as well. So if you're feeling a little bit like high vibe or you've been inspired by something or maybe you've seen something from another business, maybe not even beauty related, and mm. want to give it a go on your own stories and you're feeling in the moment that that could be right for you, then just, kind of do it you know like don't let it kind of slide and be like oh yeah I'll do that and another time because often when we're scrolling we get inspired by something and then if we've put it aside then it just doesn't happen you know but I'll also I'll also point out there give credit where credit is due so if you are um especially like um sorry before beauty I actually was um did makeup on the side as well so um uh, if I was inspired by a makeup artist to do a certain look, you would put uh, inspired by da 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 da. Or if you put up a story, like for example, at Christmas time, I put up a story going, 
today's menu or today's schedule, which is something that I saw on the Dallas Estheticians um, Instagram page that she was putting up on her stories. So I put a little note underneath. I'd have what my schedule was for the day because let's be real at Christmas, it is ridiculous. Um, (laughs) So I put up what my schedule was for the day and then I would put in the corner inspired by the Dallas Esthetician. So I think just um, remember to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, yeah, that's so important as well, especially for photography. Um, That's why I'm like a big advocate for not screenshotting and reposting other people's pictures. You just don't know where it's come from, where the copyright will be, you know, embedded into it. Um, So we create our own library for beauty business owners to have their drag and drop stock imagery so that it's done, it's graphically designed by us and you just don't even have to worry about low resolution graphics or anything from other people um, because I just don't want you getting in trouble with it either, you know, and I want you to have highly engaging imagery for your social media in between the video content, in between the flat lay photography of your own brands Um, and, yeah, showing up with, you know, things that are on trend like memes but specifically for our industry too. So, yeah, I think you need to be... Yeah, I think I like I will repost my stories what I see on other people's um, um, walls and I'll give them credit. But I'm very conscious about like screenshotting and putting it on my wall because I find that people on my page or, or my followers, they don't actually respond very well when I put somebody else's content up. They actually respond better and I get more likes, more shares, more comments when I do something myself or if it's a video of me doing a treatment or one of my staff members doing a treatment, um, I get more engagement from that because people also don't want to see a post that they've seen five or six other times if they've followed other accounts. So mm-hmm. I think you need to be really careful about what content that you do put up um, on your post that is from somewhere else. Stories go for gold um, and always like, cause people don't mind that. I think, like yeah because they've got account. a triangle there for shareable content so that's yeah you know kind of what the account wants is their content to be shared yeah uh, not yeah. on the screenshotting side for your own posts and then not giving credit because yeah. I think that the biggest thing about social media is being authentic and just being yourself so most of the time some of my clients will come in and they're like I've followed you for a really long time I just really wanted to meet you and whatever whatever treatment or whatever products you recommend I trust you already you just and it's because I'm very real with my followers I'm I'm definitely not a highlights Instagram real kind of person so um yeah I think it just it, it the more real you are the more authentic you are um and the more you talk and engage with them like don't underestimate talking on stories because I I, I will tell you I had Okay, so I went in and I had a, a skin needling treatment um, with another clinic, which I promoted on my stories, and I had a retinal peel afterwards. I knew I had clients that afternoon, and I think I went in like two or three hours later, but I'd put on a post on my stories to say that I'd been in for this treatment that I was going to peel. I was peeling when my clients came in um, and I said to them, oh, look, I'm really sorry. Um, oh, so I didn't really say apologise, but I explained to them that 
I was peeling, not because I'd been sunburned, but because I got into treatment. And every single client I had that entire weekend following on from that treatment all said, oh, it's okay. I saw it on your stories. Uh So they don't necessarily always engage, but people will always watch. So don't underestimate the power of someone just watching what you're doing and watching what you're talking about because the amount of times that I've had people come in then going, oh, yep, I saw that on your stories or, oh, how was your holiday? Oh, I saw that you did this. Oh, I saw that you did that. But haven't actually engaged with me on social media. They've just seen it. And then that's a talking point for conversation when they come in. So never underestimate and don't think that nobody's watching because somebody is always watching. Yes, 100%. That is so, so powerful. And a lot of the time when you've got other business owners working really hard to build their social media following, they are the ones that are more likely to engage and write in the question sticker thing and all of that stuff. But on general, our clients, they don't really know how Instagram is supposed to work or, or Facebook is supposed to work and like what you actually want them to do because of an algorithm. They don't know any of that. They're just on there for the social connection. So yeah. by the um, stories that you share in the behind the scenes, they just want to be watching. They just are interested in you. And um, yeah, how lovely that you've been able to really build such a, a great authentic connection for them. Yeah. A hundred percent. Always just be yourself and then everything else will come after that. Yeah, totally. Well, let's move on to some rapid fire. What's the best okay. book you've ever read? What, sorry, what was that? The best book you've ever read. Oh, Wigging It by Emma Isaacs. She just keeps it so real and that's what I love about that book. Yeah, she's so real as a person too. Like everything about her is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I 100%. Her, um, I watched her home birth on Instagram. Oh, she has like six kids. Oh I know. <laughs> but she also outsources a lot of her weaknesses when it comes to, yeah. you know, the things that she has to do to run like a crazy successful business and having all of those tiny humans running around. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Who is someone that you would love to meet in person? Uh, Jocelyn Petroni. Um, she is... Um, I have admired her for a very long time. Um, her values, her purpose, everything that she kind of embodies as a therapist and um, like on her page and everything that she does, I am just in awe of and she always inspires me. Um, she's always professional, but she's always humble on her page and um, that's what I love I love seeing um, when I watch her. Um, uh, can I say a second person? Am I allowed to say a second person? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, and the second person would be um, Dana Amari from the US. Um, she is a therapist, a, a New York-based therapist over there, and she um, specialises in gua sha, but also layering advanced treatments as well and combining facial massage therapies with those advanced treatments. So I really love the opportunity to meet her one day. Oh, wow. She sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, I'll have to look her up. I've followed <laughs> for a little while though yeah what's one thing you have procrastinated about this week laundry (laughs) (laughs) if I'm being honest laundry 100% (laughs) oh gosh yeah we got to do something (laughs) what is something you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail 
Um, oh, that's a good thing. I, like originally I would, I would have said um, my business, like just going in 100% um, and knowing that I have that income and everything behind me to support me and um, be able to pay my bills. So I guess you could say that because I do still work in my job, even though I'm about to reduce my hours. But with COVID at the moment, you have to be really strategic in business. Um, and as much as um, I'm the world's most impatient person, um, but as impatient that I, as I can be, like I can't just rush in um, because you never know what's going to happen with this virus. So um, I think that would be 100% it um, is jumping in with my business um, with the volatile environment that the world is in at the moment. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But I think you really do have it in you from like a digital savvy side of things to to look at those opportunities of expansion from online sales and yeah. really reaching so many more people with the education um, on facial massage. Like, oh, my God, yeah. talking about like the trust factor and clients coming into you and being like, just do whatever, that's me. If I was to walk into your business, Amanda, I would just lay on the bed and say, fix me up and <laughs> because well, it gets so tight and I can't imagine how amazing it would feel with your touch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's really interesting because post like when we were able to reopen from COVID last year, um, uh, most clients came in, actually 99% of my clients came in and said, I don't care what you do to me, like facial results wise can you just touch me in a non-creepy way of course Um, but they were just like just touch me because people had lost that human connection a little bit because we'd been locked down so um yeah definitely definitely have to come in when you come up to Brisbane next yeah totally will be and we're stranded on a deserted island with no wi-fi what's one thing you wish you had with you I burn to a crisp really easy, so I'm going to have to say the SPF. Like I know I should be saying something that's going to get me like off the island or something like that, but all I can think about is how badly burnt I'll be. (laughs) So definitely sunscreen. Love it. Typical skin therapist. (laughs) Oh, this has been so lovely. Thank you so much for your time tonight. And um, I'd just love for you to share what is next for you and your business. Have you got anything in the works and just share um, also with our listeners where they can go and check you out and start following you and watching these viral reels. <laughs> um, so for me, um, there's definitely lots going on. So um, uh, I do have new treatments coming in the salon, but there's lots going on in the digital space for me as well. So um, working on um, an online store and building that up, but I um, in the future, would like to get more into education as well because um, from the webinars and everything that I do, I love to teach. So really would love to expand on that um, and and offer my knowledge to other people as well. So um, uh, still like that is baby, baby's baby steps at the moment, um, but there is definitely um, something in the future that I'd like to plan around that. Um, and people can follow me. I'd, I'd mainly say on Instagram, to be honest, so they can find me at Amanda L. Beckman on Instagram and check out the reels and videos and different things that I put up there. 
Yay. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute treat. And I yeah, just hope to be continually connecting with you. And one day we'll definitely come in and have a treatment. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a really good time. Thanks, Amanda. Take care. See ya. Bye.